10 years, three boys, one question, are we friends? Hello, and welcome to the podcast, the name and savory delight of which is Are We Friends? And uh, I am your co-host, John Downey. And I'm Emily Downey. And this is the show where three boys who have known each other for 10 years go through their interests one at a time to find out if they are actually still friends or if it's just inertia. Those three boys have been tied up and put in a closet and with their with their hands bound and their mouths duct taped. Did you say did, duct taped twice? I feel like you did. Did I? I don't know. Whatever. Yeah, I double duct taped their mouths because I didn't want them to speak because it's fuck it's our fucking time, dude. It's us now. Oh, that was loud. You, cool. You may you may not know who the hell you're listening to. You you may know who you're listening well, to. Well, we just said our names. So <laughs> <laughs> they're definitely gonna, gonna know at least a little bit of who they're listening to. If you've never listened to this show before, this is a weird episode for you to jump in on. Yeah. <laughs> you should gonna... probably go listen to a different episode first because no. we're not the actual hosts. Listen to us because we're awesome. That's fair. Um, yeah, so this is a... I lost the plot of my own yeah, dude. story, like, right away. No, I like, because I have been listening. Of course, we're devoted listeners of Are We Friends, John right. Emily Downey. Uh, we have been Fanatical, on a couple... one might say. Yeah. Uh, we have been on a few episodes, but I do enjoy that John's introduction was definitely the most intro appropriate <laughs> intro they have had in many weeks possibly months i really wanted to to come in and really just really mark my territory yeah and really show taylor who's boss well, i'm in glad terms you of introducing a podcast i'm glad you didn't decide to just start pissing all over everything because yeah, honestly I, I don't know how i would deal with that well people who have listened to our show know that we we hold that until the end of the episode that's true that's true that and the fighting of right of, uh, celebrities um so who are you why are you here oh oh god well i'm john i'm a gemini Um, (laughs) uh i i host a podcast with my dumb sister and it's called downtime with john and emily uh and it's the how-to podcast by siblings who don't know anything and i'm emily downey (laughs) but we're we're taking over are we friends this this week uh, just because we feel like we can probably do it better. Probably, and with mind you too. Instead of you said the three three friends, three boys. Well, yeah, I wanted to stay true to the intro. Yeah, so you're what one boy, and I I'm count as boy. two boys. I think that tracks. Yeah, yeah, I think it does. I think you're twice as good as one of them, Emily. Uh, thank you, John. I That's think you're worth two of you. them. Yeah. Um, this is a weird amount of support I'm getting from you. <laughs> Insofar as our, our normal podcasting experience. Um, but yeah, we just we're we're good friends with the boys. We've each been on their podcast before. John, mm-hmm. you were on an episode about dieting. Yes. I'm now realizing that maybe the the episodes that I've been on have been mostly food related at this point. Yeah. But no, i I was on their Thanksgiving episode, which was dieting. I was on there, which I guess this is technically their Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving episode. episode. Yeah, I was thinking the, the same week of thing. Thanksgiving. That's which is actually interesting. It's good for us. So this is the anniversary of the first time I was on this show. So that's fun. That's cute. Uh, I was on the uh, the New Year's episode, which was a lot of people, and then I was on their music production episode with another guy, another old friend of ours named John. So that got pretty confusing for people, probably. Yeah. Do you sound similar to him as well? Cards on the table. I've not listened to that episode. Nice, good job. <laughs> I've listened to them recently. Um, yeah, and I was on an episode about biology, and then I was on an episode about Halloween, and I feel like there's another one in there, but yeah. maybe just Halloween and and. But biology. this is the first time that you and I are on the show together. So yeah, that's and without. The people who normally do that (laughs) show. So as we speak, they are actually doing our podcast and we've done this completely blind. So they have handed their podcast over to us. 
Um, we've, we've torn the wheel from their from their hands. There's monkeys in the control room. Very cartoonishly, I've reached over from the passenger side, grabbed the steering wheel, and pulled it to the passenger side. Ah, I like it. I like. It. I was like, and I'm sitting in Jorge's lap. just gunning it you know jorge's foot is on the brake mine's on the gas (laughs) it's weirdly cute yeah also very dangerous just like yeah everything we do with jorge so (laughs) yeah adorable dangerous that's enough lead up yeah well i just wanted i didn't want their listeners to be completely taken aback but at the same time like I Our listeners fucking, are probably going to be assaulted by what's I about to happen. I want to ruin their world. Oh, yeah. I want to completely shake up their whole psyche. Okay. And so we we're here to do that today with the topic of comfort Italian food. Earth shattering. <laughs> really? <laughs> you're really you're really going for it with this. Yeah. <laughs> Very uh, risque topic we're talking about. Mind you, they were on our podcast talking about how to make a perfect porno about a year ago. That's true. It was episode 69. It was very, Mm, very good. Hot. Some Uh, hot, sexy action there. So I would say that Italian food is probably an interest of both of ours. Yeah. Which is good because we only have one episode, so we can't really like go back and forth. Yeah, that was a difficult thing. We were trying to decide who was going to have whose episode it was going to be. And there were right. thoughts of uh, flipping a coin and uh, a lot of ideas about, well, whoever thinks of something first. And then today came around. We were like, oh, shit, we got to do something. <laughs> <laughs> Which we I feel c- like the boys feel like sometimes, right? We could have gone with... A topic that neither of us are interested in. That would have been really, really equitable. That would have been, uh, well, it would have been interesting. But that's more like what we do on our podcast. Could so. have been like the the history of Japanese government. Yeah, I don't know anything about that. Yeah, I unfortunately, I feel like maybe it. we should possibly look that up now that I'm now I'm thinking about it. But okay, no, I'm so good. so we're talking about Italian food here. Yes. But this is actually a topic that you picked. So why did why did you pick the Italian food topic? Or is Sam making spaghetti tonight? Like what's going on? No, funny enough actually. So part of my research for this was just calling our parents. You did? I did. I called oh, I called mom and dad and it, very interestingly, mother, our mom was uh, cooking lasagna at the moment. Adorable. <laughs> so it was very, it's, it's, it was very good. Um, but yeah, I was, I was looking through their catalog. We were trying, like, we were racking our brains trying to think of something that, like, a topic that they haven't done, a topic that they might not want to do in the future. Mm. Like, we, it was, it was kind of a tricky needle to thread. And I realized that, I mean, a lot of the episodes that they end up doing are based around like entertainment they do some that are like they did the richmond episode and they've they've done a a few and obviously we did i did dieting with them so there's there's it's it goes here and there but i feel like there weren't a lot of food based episodes yeah only the ones that i've been on (laughs) (laughs) so yeah not uh, the ones i've been on so yeah i figured italian italian cuisine in general was a was a good a good choice for a topic, and it's something that both both you and I have a, a little bit of a history with. Yeah, given so, our genetic history. So. And also, I yeah, we we have very similar histories with it up to a certain point, and then it varies from there. And I feel like there there could be some contention in this topic that would surprise us. Yeah, it is true that I was thinking about Italian food and my relationship to it. And, of course, it immediately goes to our mom and our relatives and doing, funny enough, Thanksgiving, you know, yeah. when we're having things like lasagna on Thanksgiving, right? Ant- Which not anti-pasta. a lot of people have. Antipasto, all these things that are always at our family holidays with uh, our extended Italian relatives that mm-hmm. other people don't associate with these Americanized holidays. And we do have this very Americanized um, these uh, Americanized Italian traditions embedded in our family. We do Feast of the Seven Fishes on, on Christmas Eve <laughs> where we don't eat meat. We Well, the, the Catholic form of not eating meat, which is right. eating fish. Eating fish. <laughs> So we do have this, but then into adulthood, we've each explored this in very different ways. Mm-hmm. Um, I've never been to Italy. I would love to go to Italy. John has yeah. been to Italy. I've been all over that bitch. I'd love to hear how cool Italy is for the billionth time, whatever. <laughs> Those of us who haven't fucking been to Italy. 
But I was looking at my own travel experiences and I was like, you know, I have lived in three places known for their Italian immigrant populations and their Italian influences. Really? And those three places are New York City, Buenos oh. Aires, Argentina, and Ethiopia. So Ethiopia? In very Liv- very they were, interesting. They were conquered by Italy. No, really? Yeah, so Ponce I thought is Ethiopia actually, was was unconquered. I thought that so was the whole thing. They were uncolonized, but they were occupied by Italy for a long time, and, and actually pay, played a major role in World War II. So they were a really important territory for Italy to That's hold. Very interesting. And so this, Italy actually. This podcast huge, is great. I'm yeah, learning a lot. This is so interesting. I was like, oh my god, I'm doing research for the first time since I actually left Ethiopia. Since I yeah. started podcasting, this is the first amount of research I've done. Yeah. <laughs> Who the fuck knows? I don't know. But yeah, so uh, in um, Amharic, a lot of words that are newer are actually Italian because of their Italian influences. Whoa, that's so, crazy. And then places like Buenos Aires. Buenos Aires had tons of Italian immigrants, and the food there was actually... And similarly in Ethiopia, they took pasta, but they took the worst form of it. You know, they'll eat pasta with Burberry and like a weak tomato sauce with injera, oh, no. which is a, a flatbread type, almost like the like cloth like thing they eat with. Yeah. And they'll have that for breakfast. And you're like, I don't know how oh, you no. got this horrible. Like <laughs> you're like, yes, we are supposed to eat pasta, but we don't really know how so that's really what they landed on and so they were like oh you you americans are so interesting you eat pasta for dinner and we're like yeah when you're supposed to eat it you crazy lunatics (laughs) but yeah and the similar things happened in argentina where you get fresh pasta on the corner but argentinians um stereotypically hate spice of any kind yeah and so the most any sauce is going to be flavored with is salt and pepper so you get mm. these, or like caprese everything. So they do empanadas, which are a traditional thing there and, and all over Latin America. Everyone has their mm. own version of the empanada. But they love the caprese empanada, which is, you know, mozzarella cheese, tomato, and basil. You get pretty mm. sick of it. But yeah. So I thought that was interesting that I've lived in three places that are, you know, sort of second gen Yeah. in terms of Italian. So I get the very water, culturally watered down version of yeah. Italian everything. I did a like it was my first time in Italy and that was a a pretty big goal of mine was to get to Italy at some point cuz I I hadn't ever traveled outside of the United States United States territory for a long long time and so you, once you get old enough you're like okay where do I want my first place outside of the country to be and I always wanted that to be Italy so very happy to have achieved that goal um <laughs> which call back to our, our most recent episode of downtime. Uh, but I also ended up doing a lot of very touristy things while I was there. We did like a Vespa tour through Chianti. Which Honestly, was... <laughs> fucking shame on you. No, uh, here's the thing. You have to, because it was the most touristy thing we did, but it was incredible. Like, <sighs> It was, dude it was, it's like this is what i was afraid of with this episode is i was like john has been to italy and like i i've been places too as i said okay no well, one i guess would ever take that away from you no but you are just gonna sit here this whole time being like well you see <laughs> you know you did all this research on the internet but you've never really tasted a tomato like one that's been grown in tuscany and i'm gonna want to strangle you except i can't because we're doing this over a video chat so ease up eat pray love all right no one needs jennifer garner in this biatch or no wait julia roberts i grew up who who the fuck cares in around washington dc and i am upset that I never really did the touristy stuff in Washington, D.C. I've never taken, like, a, a, a tour of the city to see all of the sights through a tourist's eyes. And I feel like I should still do that because it's a good idea. You should do touristy things your first time in a place. And I, I firmly believe that. I've really... I, I, we took a pizza-making class. We did that Vespa tour. Like, it's... We did the whole shebang. You went to Italy. <laughs> No, I don't. I still don't really know what that is. <laughs> I thought you went to Italy, which is Mario no. Batali. Isn't it Mario Batali's situation? No. Uh, okay. I, 
I don't know what Italy is. We're not going to talk about fucking Italy, all right? We're going to talk about Italian food in Italy and as we see it. So what do you what what, John? <laughs> is my first question. In terms of Italian food? What, yeah, like, like, what do you think of when you think of Italian food? First, I mean, uh, big ones are pizza and, like, spaghetti and meatballs and lasagna. Mm-hmm. But, like, I feel like the some of the best parts of Italian cuisine, in my opinion, are the desserts. Okay, which is funny because you, at the outset of this episode, you you talked about savory food and actually... Yeah, that's true. That was something that I automatically think about with Italian food is I immediately go to savory food and I never go to desserts and I was just thinking, I was like, oh, fuck, sweet food. (laughs) Like, I didn't even think about it. I really focused on savory stuff and I didn't really look into, except... That I have been really obsessed with watching tasty videos lately. Okay. You know, those videos that pop up on Instagram, whatever. They pop up on our our shared Instagram that we use for downtime uh, just because I accidentally followed a bunch of... (laughs) I liked a bunch of videos and now they just pop up. (laughs) Um, Of just those videos that you don't have to turn the sound on. You can just watch them make something really fast. And it's normally some unholy abomination combination of cream cheese and other cheese. And then they deep fry it and they try to make a giant... giant big mac with onion ring buns and you're like this is this is disgusting and i can't stop watching them like i'm obsessed (laughs) with it but i also am really into those videos with things i do like to eat so i follow like cake things and one of my favorite desserts in the world is tiramisu oh my god thank you i recently looked up how to make it and i really want to do it but it's just too much like i don't have time to fucking make lady fingers and soak them in no, just Coffee? buy ladyfingers. No, no, if lady I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it fucking right, dude. No, you don't, don't have to. You don't have to. It's completely unnecessary. I was, I, I'm so glad to hear you say that you like are in love with tiramisu. Tiramisu is amazing. World's best dessert, I think. I, I, Besides I mango and sticky rice, which is also I wholeheartedly agree with you. Mango and sticky rice is great, but I do think tiramisu wins out in the end. Hmm. Tiramisu... Uh, it, by the way, in Italian, means pick me up because there's espresso in it, so it makes sense. Mm. Uh, but also, I firmly believe it is the greatest gift that God ever graced the earth with. It's so tasty. It's so fucking good. That cream and- shit, that has egg in it. Did you know that? <laughs> <laughs> you shouldn't eat that. <laughs> uh, it's- I don't give a shit, dude. Yeah. I don't care, man. If I was guaranteed to get sick every time I ate tiramisu, I would still eat tiramisu right Oh, now. I mean, I'm horribly allergic to dairy. I really am guaranteed to be terribly sick. The only thing that keeps me from eating tiramisu every damn day is the fact that I don't want to gain immense excuse me, amounts of weight <laughs> as I house beers in order to, to do the boys proud here. Yep. Also, I did too much research, and I don't want to nerd out too much, so I got to dumb myself down a little bit. When you're when you think of a tiramisu, what what's your favorite form for tiramisu to come in? Are you more like of the cakey, like slices cleanly, uh-huh. or are you more into like the custardy served in a bowl? I don't want it in a cocktail glass. All right, it like it doesn't have to be in a cocktail glass. Don't think no, about the well, vessel. Just think about the composition of it, like well, the firmness of it. Oh, so like more gelatin, wibble wobbly, like a jello yeah. or like a custard. Custard sounds well, it's, it's, more. It's, it's always gonna be custardy. I'm th- I'm thinking custardy or cakey because some of them they serve it in like square cake slices. Yeah, but that just means it it's like chilled custard. a certain amount, right? Like, sure. I guess I would like it more like with a. You eat it with a spoon regardless. I don't really understand your question because it's all amazing. It's all good. It's all good. The best, the best tiramisu I had happened to be in Italy. And it was. I'm just going to make a noise every time you say (laughs) when I was in Italy. (laughs) The place was recommended to us by our gondola driver. (laughs) Stop. You disgust me. This is all 100% true. Yeah, everyone knows it's true. That's not the problem I have yeah, with it, okay? Yeah, but it's just how cliche. I don't think about how cliche it is until it comes out of my mouth. Mm-hmm. 
it was it was more custardy, and I always think of tiramisu as like being the the square like the rectangle. Square. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I was very pleasantly surprised. I did not think I would like it as much, but as we've said, it's fucking tiramisu. It's always going to be good. Word. I didn't look up the history of tiramisu or the history of cannolis or anything else for that matter. Oh, my God. Cannolis. Dude, cannolis are weird because they're delicious for about 0.2 seconds. And then they, they kind of have a stale taste of them. You know what I mean? Because it's like we made this pastry. You're not and then we the were and then we refrigerated it. That's the thing. Is yeah. like it's so difficult to get a good one because it's a deep fried shell. Right. Which immediately means if you've ever tried to reheat french fries or had french fries after they're fresh, yeah. It destroys it, right? And yeah. then the typical American experience of a cannoli is that it sits in the little glass case yep, 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 waiting yep. for you to love it. And it's, that's, okay, it's not so going to happen in that case because it's fried and then filled with the the, the mascarpone yeah. cheese, right? Is it mascarpone I, or is it uh? I think it's mascarpone. Yeah. It's yeah, something. Yeah. Uh, no, I think you're right. Yeah. In any case, it's that's, cheese. It's, that's it's the a, pro tip when it comes to cannolis. If you're... If you want a good, like, if your goal is to find the best cannoli, if you go into that storefront and you see in the glass case the cannoli shell already filled, leave. You don't want that. Oh, so they got to, like, do it in front of you. That's, like, yes. the fucked you, up shit. You have to All see right. them fill it. You have to see them take the fresh shell and fill it with cannoli cream and then, like, top it with whatever you want. Those All are the, right. the, that's the good cannoli. Okay. Well, I mean, in America, you just don't get that. and nor, right. Well, nor... I'm sure somebody's doing it, but I don't know of a place nearby that does it. Some asshole that's in New another... Jersey's fucking doing it. That's another pro tip about about gelato. What I learned is that you always see, like, on the streets, and you see this in America, too. You see those, like, ice cream or gelato places that have the displays with the big flowery, like, gelato spewing out of the top of these these containers that they're in they're like all flowery and they have like little decorations stuck in the top so you can see it all Uh out the good gelato is always covered okay it has to it has to be covered and sealed inside of its refrigerator or or else that's how you know it's low quality the lower quality ones are always going to be uncovered did your gondola driver tell you this too no that i actually (laughs) think i learned from uh somebody feed phil which is (laughs) a really great the ray romano guy that you like phil rosenthal on Mm -hmm. netflix uh, which, if you haven't seen it, go watch it. It's really good. He's he's very fun to watch. That is the, the I love travel shows and cooking shows and eating shows. Like I go nuts for that shit, man. Mm-hmm. Like Bake Off, which we talk a lot about on our podcast. You know, anything that that shows me food, yep. it sort of sustains my soul because I I spend so much time depriving myself of things that I want. <laughs> that I just I'm like, you know, you can't take this trip right now because you're so poor, or you can't eat this right now because you're trying to fit in your pants. You know what I mean? <laughs> and so I really do sustain myself on these on these travel shows and whatnot, mm-hmm. which unfortunately sparked, or um helped along a, a, a love of cooking on my part. I absolutely yeah. love cooking and baking. But let's talk about that savory shit because I am really interested in that. And, and specifically something that came up with Taylor the other day when he and I were talking is, um, I don't know if I really want to start here, but I guess I am, <laughs> um, with tomatoes. Yeah. Okay. So, so think about tomatoes. Where did tomatoes you come from? To, you wanted to drive a wedge. <laughs> I wanted you, to talk about tomatoes with my boyfriend. And, yeah. Um. No, I. We no, were honestly. I meant, I meant with me. Oh yeah. Oh, because you hate tomatoes. I'm warming up on tomatoes. All as, right. As my life goes on. So this is this is interesting to me. This is maybe not interesting to everybody, but it's interesting <laughs> to me, and so I'm gonna talk about it. And. Okay. It is it is the tomato and more more of its history in Italian cooking because we think of Italy and what do you think of when you think of Italy, right? Like you think of olive oil, you think of wine, oh, and you think of tomatoes. Yeah. Right? Yeah, absolutely. They've made yeah, this like a you very basically think of a caprese salad. <laughs> yeah, a caprese salad, right? Which is cheese, 
uh, basil, olive yes. oil, it's and slice big tomato. slices of like buffalo moz- mozzarella, and then big s- slices of tomato, basil, olive oil, and uh, vinegar. Vinegar. Yeah. So this is something that was really interesting to me and something that I thought of recently because of a conversation I was having with Taylor that was how when did tomatoes become so big in Italy because we know tomatoes to be born in the new world right and we only had contact with the new world starting what in the late 1400s so how did tomatoes come to be this food in italy and it turns out when they got in italy they were they were called something called the devil's fruit because they were well we hear about this right like thomas jefferson was very mistrusting of the tomato right? right or maybe he was the one who debunked it i can't really remember but there was this thing about tomatoes they came originally from south america more specifically peru and everyone, when they when they first started spreading around, everyone thought they were really bad for you. <laughs> like they thought they were gonna poison you. And uh, they, uh, what was well, specifically if you have bad acid reflux? It's not great for you. They thought it, uh, them to be associated with food poisoning and also weakness of the mind, ah, so yeah. that it would weaken your mental faculties to eat tomatoes, <laughs> right? So Italy for a while was just known for its grain, its its olives, and it, and its wine, and nothing else. And they kept a pretty simple peasant fare. And they did eat a lot of vegetables for a lot of reasons. But they were really mistrustful of two things that we associate with Italian cooking today, which is eggplant, um, which was coming from the, from the Mediterranean, and tomato, which was coming from the Americas. And they were really like, oh, this stuff is really fucking bad for you, right? Yeah. And then it started growing in popularity because the upper wealthier people were starting to, you know, as they do, reach out and be like, hey, other foods are fucking cool right now. We should eat not with a stupid peasant's eat. We're going to eat this red fruit that everyone says is super fucking bad for you. (laughs) And so they started doing uh, they started eating tomatoes and started eating eggplants. And that became a big part of Italian cuisine. And this coincided with a rise in nationalism mm-hmm. in the early 19th century. So it was only until the 19th century that that tomatoes have become so big in Italian cuisine, but it's, it's what you associate the most with it. And that is because of a beautiful thing called the pizza. Okay, yeah. So, okay, uh, all right, that was and my this question. Is, yeah. Because I knew, I knew the origin of the pizza, and I was yeah. like, well, that, inv- that must be recent then. Like, the, the dawn of the pizza must have been more recent in history than one would think because it there's the the first pizza was tomatoes and basil and then they added cheese they added mozzarella as an afterthought to make it the colors of the italian black yeah so you're right in thinking that the the marinara pizza that was popular in the 1800s marinara means anyone with any sort of latin background or spanish background or italian background knows that that just means a uh, lady sailor so oh. marinero is sailor oh, wow okay yeah sure. right so really it was a wife of a sailor right so uh le- women in naples would greet their husbands who were coming back from long extended journeys at sea with this very simple flatbread covered in tomatoes. And so they that started the tradition of the marinara pizza. And then in 1889, because of a, a trip from the king and qu- the current king and queen and this rise of nationalism, um, somebody Margarita. decided to make the margarita pizza, which it was the addition of, you know, uh, the mozzarella cheese to it and then it was the colors of the italian flag and it took the fuck off but tomatoes rose in popularity because of the italian flag so a lot of foods that were red white and green started showing up all over italy in that time and that's when tomatoes became really popular and a huge part of italian cooking yeah so that's that's my thing about the the tomato that's interesting as fuck yeah, I, I was like, oh, shit. I was so mad, you know, because we don't really prepare for our podcast at all. We just shoot the shit right. for like an hour. And I was like, oh, God, I got to study. And then I got into a super Wikipedia hole about tomatoes. <laughs> um, but, yeah, that is that is a food I, I really have always associated with Italian cooking specifically because of our the 
the cooking of our our mother and that we cook she cooks very light food which is also old school italian you know what you know what i have a, a bone to pick with and i'm sorry to go back to to desserts no savory food forever <laughs> well yeah we can go back to it because i i don't understand why this thing is good the turon tu, turon i, guess I love turon what it's delicious it's so difficult to eat so it's a honey sweet yeah that is like a nougat yeah i don't I, I don't have anything to say on it. I just don't get it. I don't know. It's why a I'm Christmas it food. It's a Christmas food. And the other Christmas sweet that I absolutely love and that I'll be making definitely, but it's a it's a decadent sign. So it's something in Italian cookie that's cooking and also let's be real, in, in American cooking. Mm-hmm. Anyone who makes these, I mean, it is a financial endeavor. But <laughs> pignoli cookies are amazing so pine nuts which are very expensive oh, yes Those and are then really also good. they're an almond paste cookie anyone who's tried to buy almond paste it's fucking expensive shit yeah. you know um and then you roll it up into a ball and then you dip it in pine nuts and you bake it and it's ab- it's christmas cookie but it's because all like all of italian cooking and what i was looking up is based on this feast or famine Right. So you have these long extended periods where uh, flavorful food was associated with sexuality um, (laughs) and sexual deviance. So you're saying like, okay, we're going to have these great, rich, amazing foods and this and meat and all this stuff. (laughs) And then uh, I think it was during like the. I don't know, the Middle Ages where a lot of Catholicism was coming in where they were like, oh, it's super fucking bad to have to indulge in these things because good food is likened to wanting to have wanting to have sex is a sexual, this animal like desire. Right. And that's when a lot of fasting started coinciding with Christian beliefs. So when you have this Christianity coming in and telling you, okay, well, we can't eat animal meat Mm -hmm. because animal meat makes you fucking horny. So (laughs) we're going to have to do other things. And so they that's when a lot of peasants were eating this very simple fare. This is also during a time when pasta was coming in and pasta was not invented in Italy. Right. Pasta was invented in Asia and was actually brought over by um, nomadic Arabic people, mm-hmm. I believe. So basically, it was said, uh, it was pasta Silk was road. Or yeah, it was a Silk Road. No, it, it really was right yeah. because it was it was a it was a staple because like pasta today, it keeps that silky, tomatoey, olive oily. Yeah, that's schmutzy road. <laughs> um, no, but it was a, and this is another thing I want to talk about. But I'm now on a huge diatribe, <laughs> which rolling. is yeah, it's bad. No, it's great. bad at this point. Marco Polo. Ah, yeah. This fucking asshole. Yeah, that guy. Whose bones was he supposed to be bringing into Venice? Uh, You sat in this. It's the big square in Venice. Yeah, is The guy whose bones they have. Oh, God. Michael? Flag from so many people. No, isn't it? Saint somebody. Saint Peter? Saint Peter. It might be Saint Peter. It's one of the saints. It's very Catholic. I think it's Saint Peter. I don't know. No, I don't think it's Saint Peter. Somebody. Anyways, Marco Polo was a fucking liar, right? (laughs) Like, this was his whole thing. He traveled in Asia for 24 years. He left to go seek his fortune. He was this big guy who wanted to go off and and explore the world, as we all do sometimes, you know. And like many white people in a world that was unfamiliar to them, he was a total fucking asshole, you know. He came back and was like, oh, the things I've seen, you know, you wouldn't even understand. And then he wrote his book, Travels. Uh, or the adventures of Marco Polo or whatever, mm-hmm. which has since been lost. I believe there's no actual copies of it anymore. I'd have yeah. to check that. But it, his book was very, uh, you know, very popular and then was not, 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 no longer around. But he, you know, purported to be in Asia. He, he had this relationship with, with this man, this Mongolian king called Kublai Khan. Um, and he, talked about the new world and so because of his book travels he became this folk hero Mm -hmm. and he was thought to have to be the one to introduce pasta to italy 
And so he's this huge hero, right? This guy yeah. who brought us pasta. Turns out he didn't bring pasta at all. <laughs> he didn't bring shit. He brought some dead guy's bones, who he said was a saint. And then he talked about Asia a lot and living in China. Meanwhile, a lot of people were like, I don't even think he went to China. <laughs> because he didn't talk about, he talked about all these things in Asia and what the Asian people were like. And honestly, not, not a lot of it holds up. Yeah. Like he didn't talk about using chopsticks. He didn't talk about foot binding, things that he definitely would have seen if he went to China during that time. He was just full of shit. <laughs> that I mean that sounds accurate. Yeah, it was just hilarious. And when anyone you, who Yeah. When so you think about like who who he inspired, fucking Christopher Columbus. <laughs> yeah. Christopher Columbus was thought to have brought a copy of Travels with him when he went to seek out America, well, when he went to seek out India in the wrong <laughs> goddamn direction, yeah. mind you. Well, I guess it was the right direction if you keep well, yeah, on going. He, I think he wanted to go that way. Yeah, it was, it was sort of, well, whatever. He was an asshole, too. Yeah. Fucking geno- yeah, you, genocidal freak. That's the the really rough thing about being an Italian-American is that Italian-Americans in general really fucking love Columbus. Do they? He's, yeah, because he's the only dude we have. <laughs> hmm. We don't have anybody else. We got Marco Polo. Yeah, great. (laughs) (laughs) Pigeons? I don't know. Yeah. yeah. All they have to cling to in terms of their their ties to the land of America is fucking Christopher Columbus, and he's a hack. He didn't discover the place. He he when he discovered it, he thought it was something else, and he started naming people whatever the fuck. Brought sickness and and horrible just slaughter to the natives is not good. Yeah, no. He's, he's, not a, ba- he's a bad person. And we not a good dude. You know, I'm glad him. we're talking. Of, no, I'm glad we're talking about this so close to Thanksgiving, though. It is a good a yeah. good time to bring it up. Agreed. But yeah, no, what I was going on before the, I got upset great, about. The great thing about being an Italian-American is having lasagna on Thanksgiving. Is having lasagna on Thanksgiving. Yeah, <laughs> you, absolutely. If, if you're not Italian, if you if you are Italian and you've never had it, if you're not Italian and you've never had it, doesn't doesn't matter. Have lasagna on Thanksgiving. It's Honestly, it's, it's what the people want. It's what the you know? people want. Yeah. No, uh, I really, but what I really liked was Christianity's influence on Italian cooking. Is okay. Because of the feast or famine, right? Yeah. Because that's also our association with it, right? Is we're saying we have these feast days and that's when you get into this rich cooking, mm-hmm. right? That a lot of Italians are known for. You said you mentioned spaghetti and meatballs, right? right? Spaghetti and meatballs is American. <laughs> is I that was, a- so that, interesting you say that because as soon as it came out of my mouth earlier, I was like, you know what? In terms of greater Italian cuisine, I really don't give a shit about spaghetti and meatballs. Yeah. Like, I don't know why people care about it so much. It's not good. Well, like all good cuisines, it's based, and this is why French cooking is supposed to be so good as well, is based on simple peasant food. Yeah. You know? And then these great things we get from it are those celebratory, celebratory meals. You got it. You know? (laughs) So, you're well, I've said it the British way first, so I was never (laughs) technically wrong. But you get these meals that are supposed to be, you know, a celebration of these ingredients and what have you. And every other day, it's watered down wine, pasta, and, you know, olive oil. That's what you're yeah. getting, you know. And then maybe on, on a really good day, you're going to get something really spectacular. Yeah. Um, so what would, you, what would you say is like a – what's your favorite Italian food besides, oh, that's not a dessert? Because I know you're not a pasta guy, which is interesting that you brought this up. Yeah. I, hmm, I mean, there's, I, I mostly love just how easily they sneak in macaroni and cheese. Yeah? Every third dish in Italian food is just macaroni and cheese disguised. If yeah. You, if you haven't really delved into, if you're, if you're not an adventurous eater at all, and for some reason you're scared of Italian food... If you like macaroni and cheese, odds are you're going to love several things in Italian cooking. <laughs> uh, what is it? Uh, fettuccine Alfredo, macaroni and cheese. Cacio e pepe, that's macaroni Ooh. and cheese with fresh cracked black pepper on it. Yeah. And it's, and it's great. Most risotto, I feel like, is just macaroni and cheese. There's there's so, so many. Uh, what's it called? What's the one with all the bacon in it? 
Oh my it's god, not, Carbo- bacon, not carbonara. carbonara. Yeah, absolutely carbonara. Oh, it's carbonara. Carbonara is just macaroni and cheese with like bacon pieces in it. Yeah. It's awesome. It's extremely fatty <laughs> and delicious. Yeah, I do feel like a lot of Italian cooking is just like, yeah, we made it like this because it tastes good. Like what else do you want? <laughs> so some a celebratory dish that I was I have absolutely been captivated by and I cannot fully appreciate. Uh-huh. Because I'm a vegetarian and no, can't no. eat it, is something that was featured in a movie. Okay. Um, it's a movie called Big Night. Are you familiar with it? Mm, I don't think so, but maybe. Okay. Maybe so, I just don't know it by name. Yeah. So it's this. Uh, I don't know. I think it's like a, a classic film. I also haven't watched it, so we need to see it together. Oh, cool. But right. I, I have yeah. seen this. On many occasions, this this ode to Italian cooking, which is not something we, we ever experienced as, you know, supposed Italian-Americans. But, <laughs> yeah, yeah, there's a, there's a couple of, we're from the South, I guess, and maybe it's a Northern Italian thing. But they call we're, it a Tim... We're not fr- I mean, okay, we're from Virginia, but we're from the D.C. area of Virginia. We were raised by two New Yorkers. So yeah. We can a- really consider ourselves Southern. No, 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 no. I was talking about Southern Italian. Where oh, our family oh, 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 is from. Yes, yeah. Yeah. So maybe well, it's a northern Italian thing. The story I heard was that our relatives drove down from northern Italy to Naples to get on the boat. Interesting. Okay, so, oh, no, we are northern Italian. Shit. Oh, whatever. <laughs> Who knows? Like John said, we're from fucking D.C. But yeah. uh, this is a movie featuring Tony Shalhoub and Stanley Tucci. Very believe, among, among others. And they make this dish. Mm-hmm. Which is a party dish, um, and is actually made in Italy, and they call it a timpano. Okay. Have I, you ever heard of this? No. Do you know what? Well, you know timpano. What does that word mean? As someone who knows a little bit of Italian. Uh, the the first thing that, I mean, it's like a a drum. I'm assuming either yeah. drum or yeah, having something to do with tempo. Yeah. So it, it's a drum. Right? Yeah. So they call it a drum because imagine a wheel of cheese. You know those big ones? Yeah. That are cylindrical. So uh, that cylinder is made of pasta, but like a baked pasta that they made. And then it is filled with layer upon layer of pasta, cheese, sauce, sausage, hard-boiled eggs, pasta, cheese, sausage, sauce, more cheese, more pasta, and then covered up into this pasta pastry and thrown into the oven. And then you eat it like a cake. <laughs> and it is the most horrifying thing the I've Italians ever seen. The were doing these crazy, like, food challenges before anyone else. Are you, yeah. Are you kidding me with Before this? YouTube food challenges were happening. Who, who this took an army. That YouTube channel was where those dudes would just go to fast food restaurants and order like a million cheeseburgers and put it all into a a dish with just slabs of bacon and cheese and put it in the put in the oven but those those dudes can't hold a candle to the italians no man so this is like takes the whole fucking family to make (laughs) um and this is a real thing this is a very uh you know fancy way of doing something actually called a timbalo Mm -hmm. which is uh leftover casserole Essentially. (laughs) So you take whatever fucking pasta you got going that's about to go bad. You know what I mean? Like stuff you already made. And then you stuff it. Like you turn it into a mold. (laughs) And then you stuff it with stuff. So you're like, okay. You know like those commercials when we were children that would teach you how to make a circular ice cream cake? Yeah. Yeah. Do you remember that shit yes, where I was like a child looking at that mold being like, oh, I'll make a cake that looks like a watermelon. It's like, bitch, you're not going to make shit. You're seven years old. <laughs> also, why do you want to do that? Why would you want that? Right. That's what they did. Only imagine that the outside layer of cake is pasta and the inside <laughs> layer of ice cream is also pasta. <laughs> they made this like horrifying russian doll situation that's really horrifying and i with want pasta and cheese me. oh yeah no but with the timpano is something that like maybe i just gotta eat sausage for a day because it's hard-boiled eggs and pasta and sausages oh shit inside a pasta shell like i yeah. want it 
You know, I think they even put stuffed shells in this bad boy. I watched um, one person who's pretty good about making the YouTuber who makes this kind of crap is binging with Babish. Oh, yeah. He's very popular. I remember like when he first started to get popular and I put off watching his videos until like very recently I've started. Oh, they're very good. he's, He's great. Yeah, Good watch baby. this watch this boy make a timpano. It's it's incredible. <laughs> <laughs> and it does. I was like, oh shit, this is making me question everything I know and love. <laughs> we need to do this ourselves. Make think, a timpano. I think we need to make a timpano, but like like bump it up a, an extra degree. How would we do that even? I'm I'm talking about we got to throw like a big part of Italian cuisine that not well, it's a certain section of Italian cuisine. I, I I'm assuming probably southern is like seafood. You gotta, yeah. you gotta throw some fruits of the sea in there. There is one that is just leftover, like spaghetti with uh, shrimp sauce. Take a frittata. Put a frittata Ooh. right in the middle there. Get, get some fucking scrambled eggs. Yeah, you're going to like BuzzFeed's Tasty this shit oh, where absolutely. you're going to turn it into something no one would ever want to consume. Yeah. yeah. Take, make a big ass pizza, wrap the whole thing in a big pizza. And then top it with tiramisu. <laughs> <laughs> top it with tiramisu. Around the tiramisu is just piles of prosciutto. Ooh, yeah. And yeah. then uh, you grate some fresh black truffle over the top. i love truffle i do Mm -hmm. but the fat of putting it on everything like thank god that's behind us it's not by the way (laughs) people what it's still i mean it's delicious it is a delicacy okay oh i'm pro pro truffle i love anything that's stinky but it's so overwhelming like throw some stank on it i worked in a restaurant where they did truffle fries and every they just they took that truffle oil and they just doused the fries with them and Mm. every single time one of those plates would come out of the kitchen you would smell it from halfway across the dining room and Mm -hmm. i would gag every time it's just so ridiculously overpowering and so unnecessary to use that much i remember i worked at a a southern (laughs) italian restaurant which is where a lot of my knowledge about southern italian cuisine that i didn't grow up with yeah uh comes from and we did a valentine's day prefix menu special where it was like lobster or something and then uh a a small pizza because we did wood-fired pizzas that was truffle and a lot of people by that point it was like course number four Mm -hmm. so they were sort of like sitting this one out and it all was coming anyways you know what i mean and so i remember taking back an untouched truffle pizza and being like, I mean, they didn't touch it. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Like, what are you going to do? So I I ate a slice of it, which is pretty nasty eating food from other people's tables. I've done it. <laughs> yeah, you're not supposed to. You're not and supposed to. Good and it's, it sounds gross, but I mean, sometimes you get a dish back and like, you. If you're, like there's if you're nothing salt, wrong been, with it. You've been eyeing your tables without making them feel weird about it. Yeah. And th- I, I just remember one time. I was serving um, a, a family who I I guess doesn't eat meat at all, and they don't, and they also didn't speak very good English. So mm-hmm. they came into the restaurant I was working in and ordered a dish that's literally just it, it was a surf and turf. It was steak and shrimp, but I think they saw shrimp and just assumed it was a, a shrimp dish, and so that's what they got. And they got the steak and they cut it open. And realized it was beef and was like, oh, we can't eat this. Oh, no. So they sent it back. And I was like, I mean, this, I'm not going <laughs> to. It's a perfectly good steak that's going to go in the trash. And I know they didn't eat it. Like, Oh, my God. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. No, I looked at my friend, my server friend, who was also serving that night, Katana. Mm-hmm. Which I only say her name because it's like. Because it's a kick-ass name. <laughs> her name's Katana, man. <laughs> She also had an identical twin. I do not remember her name. Brutal. But, like, I wish I knew, like, Katana and Susan. Like, <laughs> Katana and Scimitar. Yeah. Very offensive Katana family. was super cool, actually. She's a really cool lady. But, yeah, we looked at each other and we're like, eh? 
hey, you know, ate some of this truffle pizza. And then after we finished eating, we're like, oh, God, that was delicious. It was so good. And then one of the other servers who was actually very mean Mm -hmm. and everything she always had to say was very mean and condescending. And I was like, you know what? I don't respect you because of your whole mean girl vibe. I just think you're a nasty lady. She had a very like she's very pretty and was always saying shitty things. And I just didn't appreciate her. Mm-hmm. And she was like, yeah, those things smell like jizz. Oh <laughs> I was like, Jesus. I was like, rude. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you, lady. All right. So when I was on the phone with our parents, I, I tried to get them to help me out with ways to figure out if we were friends on the topic of Italian food. Which you is and a, I. a busted ass question that has no answer. <laughs> it's very difficult. We also we also have no options. Like unlike right. these three boys that normally do this podcast, like they have a choice to continue being friends. That's true. We don't. I mean, we do have a choice, I suppose, but it would make our lives like a whole lot harder the if we weren't is, friendly. Are we? Are we siblings on this? <laughs> are we siblings on this? Yeah. But so welcome to. I, down we friends. <laughs> <laughs> Down goes our friendship. Down goes our friendship. Up comes our uh, obligation to see each other at least once a year. Really trips off the tongue. Mm. So I asked them if there was some sort of quiz that I could give you. And we're going to have to rapid fire this because we got to wrap this up. Oh, shit. Yeah, time flew, man. Dude, it's because um, we're friends. So mom gave me a bunch of just Italian food words. Ooh, I was hoping you'd give me one of these. That, uh, uh, so she said them to me one way, and it's definitely the like accepted Italian-American way to say these words. It is absolutely not the correct way to say these words in Italian, mm-hmm. um, which I, I don't want people to get the wrong idea. I also studied the Italian language and Italian pronunciation separately of the language. So like... It's it's not just that I went to Italy once and I think I know everything. That's, oh, I that's see. All okay, because we I I do forget that we're talking to potentially different listeners than we have. Right. So I I kind of want to let you pick how you want to do this quiz. My my initial idea is to tell you how the Italians say it, how the Italian Americans say it, and let you try and figure out what the real word is uh-huh. and how it's actually pronounced. Uh huh. Or if you just want to tell me what the actual thing is. I guess I'll tell you. I guess I'll tell you what it is, but I'll try to also say the Italian way. How okay. about both? Sfiadelle. <clears throat> oh, okay, sfogliatelle. It's yeah. lobster tails. Yeah, you crushed it. That's, yeah, that's good. I didn't, Thank you. I didn't even know that one. I really want to make them. They're uh, they're uh, an almond paste filled pastry that's very difficult to make, and it's a rolled pastry that ends up looking like a lobster tail, but it's a very thin. Um, almost like when you have spanakopita, uh-huh. like that very thin pastry that's very difficult to work with, and it's it, it's in, it's incredibly difficult to do. Capicol. Capicole. Uh, capicolo. Capicolo. Th- that's another thing that Italian Americans do. They just they just kind of like schwa. Uh, they just kind of throw yeah. off the capicolo. Last... Is this a ham? <laughs> ham, right? Yeah, it's a yeah, it's a pork. Okay. Uh, yeah. Yeah. You're forgetting that I worked in an Italian restaurant. Yeah, that's a good point. Which I just mentioned. <laughs> I just talked about it. Fungi. That's fungi. Yeah. And well, that's uh, mushrooms. Actually. Fungi. I, fungi. I think you're right. I think it is actually supposed it's to be fungi. spelled with an H, which would make it fungi and not fungi. It is. It's spelled with an H. Yeah, yeah. So that's fungi. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. Mushrooms, yeah, dude. Mushroom. What kind of pizza do I order out of a goddamn restaurant? <laughs> Only fungi, man. Fungi every time. Uh, ricotta. Ricotta. Yep. Or ricotta. Uh, it's cavo- cheese, man. It's, it's a what? Cavolo. I can't hear you. Cavolo. Cavolo? Yeah. Cavolo. Um, all I'm here. All I remember is like cacio cavallo, which is a uh, horse cheese. Yeah, cavallo's horse. Yeah. Yeah, cavallo's horse. So horse cheese is cacio cavallo, which is cheese that used to be. Uh, kept on long journeys and hung off people's saddles, and so it was horse cheese. Gross. <laughs> it's just, well, no, because it, it was just, that's the way it, it was cured. Gross. Yeah, no, yeah, but they just took a bag, like basically an animal skin bag, and filled it with milk, and then took their horse and went somewhere. And then by the end of their journey, it was fucking cheese, cacio, meaning cheese. Yeah. 
Cavolo is just cabbage. <laughs> oh, Cavolo is. And, and, and it's pronounced correctly. That was the one that like she said, and it just it worked. Oh, is she? All right. Zabayon. Or Zab- Zabayoni. <laughs> I don't know. That's, that's the last one. I don't know. Zabayon? No, I don't know. It is. Well, it's a it's a dessert, but it's Zabayone. Zabayone. It's it's one of those ones with a G alighted to it. Oh, uh, okay, okay. Yeah, Zabayone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what that, is it? It's it's uh it, it's one of those custardy ones. Oh. Uh, similar. I it it seems to. I I've never had it, but it seems like it's just one of those, like the custard from tiramisu, but by itself, pretty much. Oh. <laughs> Maybe yeah, yolk, I know, like panna cotta, and then yeah. It's like an Italian dessert beverage. Sometimes. Okay. Weird. Sounds good. I don't know. I'd try it. We didn't talk about drinking at all. Uh, also, the drinks are good. <laughs> I'd like to close it out with uh, limoncello is bad, and I don't know why they did it. <laughs> Oh, fuck you, dude. <laughs> Limoncello's awesome. <laughs> dude, I so... Ch- I, we, so I didn't go to the place. Uh, we Sam and I went with... Sam is my uh, longtime girlfriend who I live with that you might not know if you don't listen to our show. Um, but her and I went to Italy with some couple friends of ours. And we split up for a day and they went to the town where... Uh, what is it? Limoncello was invented and you don't need to do that just make it yourself just get some ed- <laughs> like honestly back, like ever clear and lemons man and we all tasted it together and all agreed that it was bad oh you guys suck limoncello is awesome all right eh. so how do they close their stupid podcast i feel like by the way <laughs> i feel like we did a real real thing here yeah. i hope you guys are entertained i don't know yeah it wasn't but, it wasn't so funny but i hope it was educational i feel uh, i feel enriched i feel drunk but <laughs> <laughs> you know you they're wreaking havoc on our podcast oh, right yeah, now sure. and we like did a good faith effort here <laughs> i don't know how to be educational and also funny right like it's, t- it's hard it's a i shouldn't have thread. prepared honestly would have been better emily on the topic of Italian cuisine, are we friends? I mean, I have no choice, dude. Like, we're bound by blood. Don't think about that. Oh, um, well, do you like tomatoes again? I'm, I'm okay on tomatoes. If it's, well, a, pasta. if it's like a nice, ripe, like, hard tomato you know like they they get mushy so quickly and it's just a texture i can't do but if the if it's like a nice thick slice of a a meaty tomato i can i can really i can start to party down on it you know i feel like we're friends because we're blood i told you to ignore that i know but i want to do a godfather thing right now oh that's very good yeah so well it is the day of my daughter's wedding so it's it's appropriate yeah so i'm gonna say we are friends and i i think that we there's a few things that we have maybe reason to disagree on but in the end it all as we know it all comes back to tiramisu Mm. and and as long as we agree on tiramisu i think we'll we'll be friends for a long time Oh fuck yeah, fuck yeah, dude! Although you're you're wrong about limoncello, but we it was about the food. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't about the alcohol. To uh, hindsight, we might have talked about, but you know. <laughs> if you want to find more of these delicious treats, you can find uh, them on their Instagram and Twitter at underscore Are We Friends or on their website r-we-friends.com. You can also find more from us. We are from Downtime with John and Emily. You can find us on Spotify, any of your podcasts, any, any podcatcher is going to find us. We're on iTunes. We're on Google Play. Uh, you can find us at getdowny.com. That's our website. Uh, you can also find us on Instagram and Twitter at Downy Siblings. Yeah. And once again, the name of our podcast is Downtime with John and Emily, a how-to podcast by siblings who don't know anything. And uh, we sounded real nerdy on this. Actually, yeah. my first two instructions on my notes here that I wrote 
don't sound uh, nerdy. Step one, no, step one, be a nerd. Step oh, nice. Two, talk for an hour. You, well, we've done that almost on the so, dot. So we, yeah, we, we, we did it. they find some bits to edit out because that's, that's a long They don't, episode. that's the thing is I don't think they edit anything out. And also, I don't even know what the title of this is going to be. Marco Polo is an asshole. Like, <laughs> not a clue. Well, that's their job. <laughs> yep, that's true. That's not our fucking problem. We got our own podcast to zip back to. Thanks so much for having us. Yeah, well, thank we, you we for really appreciate us if you listen to this. Yeah, and and yeah, thank you if you've listened this far. Thank you for letting us invade your your usual podcast space in your ears. Yeah. Um. Th- cool. Thank you so much for listening. I have been your intermittently feasting and fasting co-host emily downey oh hell yeah i'm last i can just do the jorge thing and i'm and i'm just john Fuck yeah. <laughs> um and i don't know how they end it we'll see you next time on are we friends bye bye let me out of here bye. Uh, someone do the brian thing um uh, pasta eat some pasta uh, mamma mia oh beautiful oh good <laughs>